get All right, how many brought your well. Bibles? Make the devil nervous because right. he does not like this book, but Here we, we love it. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. I can have. I can have. What it says I can have. What it says I can have. I can do. I can do. What it says I can what do. What it says I can do. And I am. And I am. What it says I am. What it says I am. Aren't you glad for God's Word? Father, we thank you for your spirit of truth. And Lord, we thank you that that spirit lives within us. And Father, we just value your word. We put it inside of us. We want to be rich in the word of God. And Lord, we just want to live it out every day of our lives. So we thank you. We ask a teacher, the Holy Spirit, to go to work in each and every one of us. That we walk out of here with more truth, more knowledge, more wisdom, more of the Spirit of God in us. In Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. 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 We are going to be speaking on growing up spiritually. Growing up spiritually. So before you tune us out and think, oh, I, I've got that. <laughs> yeah, there's a few chuckles because some of you may be like, oh, I don't need this. I'm grown up spiritually. We all need to grow more. I'll say it again. We all need to grow more, including me. I mean, I don't know how many times I had to remind myself of what I was preaching on this morning. <laughs> there was a lot of details going on this morning. And, yeah. And, uh, Man, I was like, okay, I am growing, I'm growing, I'm growing. Thank you, Lord. You're teaching me. I'm growing. And just like babies grow through a process of time and years into adults, uh, Christians ought to grow as well. But it doesn't happen because of time. It doesn't happen just because it's automatic. Growth in Christ is a decision based upon your willingness to participate in the growing process. So you can be, in other words, you can be a Christian for 40 years and still be a baby wearing diapers. Or... But we don't want to be that. But the, unfortunately, that is the case. In our society, there are a lot of people who claim to be Christians, but they're still drinking milk, and, and I'm talking spiritually. They can't handle a chunk of meat. They can't handle some things and even know how to, the way Christ would respond to certain situations. Have you ever been, you know, around uh, little babies and uh, all of a sudden it's just like there's a, a new odor in the air? <laughs> and it's like, it's time for those parents to change that baby's diaper. Or it's time for them to be potty trained. <laughs> like, you know, the older they get, it's like, oh, please, could, you, could, that, be, could that stop? <laughs> so you don't want to be a Christian and be like, you need to change your diaper, you know. <laughs> so we need to grow up. Grow but up. things happen, you know, and God loves us and forgives us and we can move on. But we have to participate in the growth process. And so we just want to talk about that. And like you said, no matter where we're at, there's always more room to grow because not nobody has arrived. The Bible says we are continually to grow into the perfection of Jesus Christ. And so it is a process and we all have room. I got room uh, to grow, lots of room to grow. And sometimes we, as we grow in the Lord, we realize how much little we really know about 
God and how much more there is to know. And so it's a beautiful thing. So we're headed to the Corinthian church today. And how many know your history on the Corinthian church? Were they real mature in the Lord? Not quite, no. Um, Paul had to address them. So we're going to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. He says, I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger, and you still aren't ready. Do you notice a little bit of frustration in the Apostle Paul who's writing this? He's like, come on, church. You got to grow up. Now, where he heads to, where do you think the primary, reason, primary place that we find our spiritual growth, where does it show up? It usually shows up, and as soon as I say it, you're all going to be like, oh, yeah. It shows up in our relationships. Yeah. Spiritual growth shows up in our relationships, how we're treating other people and how we're treating life and kids, kids and kids that are maybe not doing what they're supposed to be or adults that aren't doing what they're supposed to. I mean, the list goes on, but our relationships are greatly affected by where we're at in our growth. And the people we work with and yep, we're neighbors with and, you know, it's just like, it just shows up. And so we can, uh, can grow and we need to grow. And so what matters, I know uh, we got some little babies here. Corey and Kylie just got a brand new baby. And, and so just back there and uh, feeding the baby matters a lot, what that baby gets in order to grow. They are, I guarantee, they are not giving their baby cheese puff Cheetos. Because, or a steak. Or a steak. They can't eat a steak because the process of growth. And so there is a process of growing where food has to be broken down to be easily digested. And same way with Christians. Uh, there's times for deep teaching, but there's times where we got to break things down so it's easy so we can all grow in the things of God together. Okay, so we read verse 2. Let's read verse 3. It says, For you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You're jealous of one another. Remember I used the word relationships? Here it's showing up. He's telling the Corinthian church, uh, Hello, what's this jealousy thing going on? You're jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. He's like, come on, guys, knock it off. Do you ever have, a, ever have your mama tell you to just knock it off? You know, siblings were getting into it, and the mama's going, come on, guys, just knock it off. Quit, quit, quit that. <laughs> Doesn't that prove you're controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living with people of, aren't you living like people of the world. He's saying this is what people who don't have Christ in their life should be acting like, not people who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and are striving to be like Jesus. There's a spiritual topic uh, that you were reading on social media, I think it was earlier this week, and uh, you were tempted to write an article and and so you asked me what I thought of that, and I thought, you know, yeah, but no. 
Because there's... It's good uh, to bounce things off of another person before you do it. Because the audience that's in this thread and really emotional about this thing could... Uh, all that it would create was what this says here. Just instigate more quarreling. And so sometimes it's better to just... They can quarrel amongst themselves, but... You know, we're just going to live by a higher standard and not fuel a fire there. Have, have you ever been tempted to join in a quarrel on social media? I'm the only one. I don't join in, but I've been very tempted. Because sometimes you're reading it and you're like, seriously, people? Really? And you want to just say, what are you guys thinking? Do you have to quarrel about everything? It's like some people just have to quarrel to survive, they think, feel like. But we just read here in the Corinthians, Paul was telling the Corinthian church, stop it, knock it off. So we ought to be the ones who stop it, knock it off, right? Okay. So growing up spiritually, one of the things that also affects is marriage. And in marriage relationships, uh, we need to grow up. And so there's an interesting scripture in the Bible. I'm not sure I really like it, but <laughs> it's probably very much the truth. 1 Corinthians 7:28 says, "If you marry, you will have trouble in the flesh." <laughs> uh, we and we were talking about this. Um, someone was asking us, 35 years coming up, and and uh, it's like, yeah. You should have known me on year one uh, because I was really prickly and a lot of sharp edges to me. But now I'm just this round, smooth stone, you know, and <laughs> because uh, marriage has a way of bringing out things that you didn't know were an issue, you know, and so and so it's like I'm saying it to myself. Don't worry. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then you have kids, you know, and it's like, I thought I was a patient person until I had kids, you know. And so it's like uh, growing has a way of uh, we find out that we are not perfect real quick when we're in relationship with other people. And things just show up and that we didn't realize were a problem. We'd just been living with them. And it's like, uh, yeah, that's an issue. And so uh, trouble in the flesh and, and it's part of God's design for us. You know, some people don't, they want to avoid church uh, because for whatever reasons. But uh, I just don't like people. And, you know, there's certain people I just don't get along with, which is a sign of immaturity and stuff. But God designed church, relationship, community, where we're together with people. And there's some people that just kind of get on our nerve a little bit. But you know what? That is God's design, believe it or not, working for your good to rub off some rough edges of your personality. And, and so you need to experience a little more patience. You need to experience a little more gracious. You need to experience a little more forgiveness. So I'm going to have this person sit right next to you every Sunday. You know, and so it's it's just like one of those things. And and sometimes we resist that and what we're really saying is I choose to be a child in Christ. I choose not to grow and to allow the work of this relationship, this person in my life, and I choose to stay in my diapers. Such a good analogy because you brought me back to 
when I was a child, physically, I can remember those times when kids wouldn't want to sit next to certain kids. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember those times? I don't want to sit next to them. But yet, as adults, have we matured in our growth with Jesus enough to be like, man, even if that person is bothering me, I'm going to love on them with the love of Jesus. If you're able to do that, you're, you're making steps towards growth in your Christian walk. And, you know, I noticed that the Apostle Paul uses two words a lot in the both Corinthian letters. He uses the word flesh, and he uses the word carnal. So flesh, we look at that, and, and we don't, you know, out in our society, people don't say, how's your flesh? In the, in the Christian world, we, we kind of get it. But flesh is always referring to your behavior. So when we're talking about are you growing spiritually, you have to, you have to do a checkup of how's my behavior, how's my attitude. That is part of your flesh is, is all of that. And then the carnal part is when you decide your attitude or your behavior is not really walking in love, which, according to Jesus, that is the greatest commandment. You know, just a, a little thing, share just kind of my journey, uh, is just there's uh, several years ago there was somebody who was just like really on my last nerve. And uh, so... I hope was, it wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> if it was, I wouldn't say. <laughs> And so it was, it was like, um, you know, we can get into this place where we think God loves me, but I'm not sure he loves them. And so his blood is for me, forgave me, Wait, of course. I thought that before. <laughs> but I'm not sure his blood's good enough for those people. And the Lord just checked me and just like, how good is my blood? Is it just for some or is it for all? And, you know, if I want to be more like Jesus, I have to have the mind of Christ that the sacrifice he paid for me is equally as good for somebody else. And so it's a matter of a lot of times growing is I just got to put myself down, humble myself. The Bible says, pick up your cross and follow me. In other words, Sometimes we have to just die to our stupid thinking, our selfish, our ego, our pride of how far, how good we are and all this in comparison to other people. And just, you know, that guy's got to die. That guy's got to go and stay buried in the water and not rise again. But unfortunately, we do have a flesh that tries to resurrect itself. But we need to realize that that blood of Jesus is good for, like we taught in VBS, is good for all people, for all times, past, present, and future. And so he so loves people. What I'm hearing you saying is that this growing up spiritually involves letting the blood of Jesus forget, forgive and also help us in our love walk. Is that what I'm hearing? So I want to read, I know we're, we're going to stay in Corinthians, but I got to read out of Galatians. Galatians 5 in, in verse 6 says, but only faith activated and expressed. Everybody say activated. activated. And expressed and working through what? Love. Wow. 
So that means, now we all, how many in this room want your faith working? We know that faith comes when we activate our faith, there's healing available, there's forgiveness available, protection available, provision available. So all of us are like, oh, sign me up. I want my faith working. But faith works by love, which is part of our growth, which is part of our spiritual growth. So we have to constantly, is this message important? Yes, because your faith is going to get stopped up if your love walk and your growth get stopped up. And if we're on this journey of growing, what's our, what's our target? What's our goal? Where, where, where are we going on? Are we just aimlessly growing? In, no, we have a goal to grow into the love of the Father. Well, what is love? The love of the Father is a self-sacrificing love. It sacrifices itself for the betterment of somebody else. That's the goal of spiritual maturity is to, to not be so puffed up and loving ourselves that we put other people down. It's the exact opposite. We'll put ourselves down to prefer somebody else. You said a word that, we've, that needs brought up, and you used the word sacrifice. So when we're talking about the love walk, let's just, let's just use a marriage as an example. So yes, this month is 35 years. So as we're going along our journey, if we're not growing in our love walk and we're not learning that word that you just said of self-sacrificing, what would a marriage look like if we never sacrificed ourselves for one another? What if, what if, do you suppose a lot of marital issues would vanish if the word selfishness was taken out? Or, you know, if selfishness is taking, taken out and the love walk is putting in and the word sacrifice is putting in where I'm going to put somebody else above myself, think of how many marital issues would possibly, I'm not saying all, but possibly be corrected. Are you hearing me? It's a big deal. So if our, if our marriage is having problems, maybe we need to look at the sacrifice part. Maybe we need to look at, am I, am I being selfish? Or do I need, am I putting the other person above myself? You know, where am I at with that? Uh, you know, and all of us have day-to-day, oh, dear, what are you laughing at? Oh. Okay. You scare me when you start laughing up here. I'm like, what now? But all of us have day-to-day things where the enemy can get in and we don't want to sacrifice. We have day-to-day things where we don't want to do the love walk. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and share because okay. the giggles shows I mean, you got something. It, it, ha- it just happened kind of the other day, but, you know, we've been getting up and doing the VBS all this week, and so um, our dogs... Uh, we're waking up early, and uh, so it's just like, I hear them, I'm awake, but if I pretend I'm asleep, (laughs) maybe someone else will take care of the dogs. Did you really do that? And so it brought me back, (laughs) it brought me back years 
years to ago. baby days? Yeah. <laughs> How did you know? Yeah. And so. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to pretend I'm asleep and I don't hear that screaming child in the other room. <laughs> and uh, she will just get up because she's mom. I mean, she's got the maternal instinct. I got to work. And so, you know, you know. Right? That was not the right thing. There, exactly. There. So, so selfishness shows up, and uh, it's it's you know I'm just just being practical and real because uh, you know that flesh is just always there whether the kids are home or gone or the dogs are there and and you know so she got up and so she, she's uh, she takes care of the dogs and she's just like so did you sleep good this morning or last night. <laughs> It's like, and I knew it worked because she goes, man, I can't believe you slept through the dogs. <laughs> I didn't. And I told the truth. I was honest. You did? Apparently I didn't. Okay, moving right <laughs> along. <laughs> yeah, I was honest right now. So you are being honest right now. Good, right. good, good. Mm. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We really need to go to chapter 13. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Verse 1. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. How many remember when your kids learned how to play an instrument and it was really loud and clanging? Oh, it's, it's, it's not pretty. That can, can is just, what God just, is comparing it to. Can I just say to. one word? Yeah. Recorder. Oh, yeah. How many remember those? Woo! You were like... <laughs> Who invented that stupid Who thing? Who invented that? But it's going on to say, you can act all spiritual here. You can act like, you know, yeah, I speak in tongues. I, and speaking in tongues is wonderful. I prophesy. Prophecy is wonderful. But if you're doing all that and you don't know how to walk the love walk, he's saying that is like somebody on a recorder or banging stuff together. Annoying. It is annoying if you don't walk the love walk. We were at, uh, we were privy behind the scenes at a conference and there's thousands of people attending this conference and and we knew somebody, and they, hey, come on backstage with us and meet the guests and all that. And so we're outside the green room and and uh, getting ready to to meet the guest speakers and stuff. And and uh, you could hear some of the other pastors that looked through the schedule of the week and who was ministering and all that. And you heard stuff like, I can't believe they're on the schedule. I mean. I can out-preach them ten, hands down. You know, ministers were saying stuff like this. And it was just like, what is going on here? And so... Well, okay, let's stop there for a minute. Ministers have flesh just like anybody else. And I'm going to address something, and I'm going to address it to the camera. Yes, there are hypocrites in the church because they are people just like you. There are hypocrites down at Planet Fitness who just show up to, to make it look pretty and to hook up with somebody. There are hypocrites in anything you do. 
but that doesn't mean you stop going. I'm going to goof up sometimes. I'm going to, I'm going to, there are times when my carnal nature might be selfish. But does that mean I just stop? It'd be kind of funny if I stopped coming to church as a pastor. But why on earth do we think we just stop going to church because there's hypocrites in the church? Of course there's hypocrites because they're people. We're all people. That's it. And that's what it's saying. That's what though, it's saying. Though I can do these spiritual things, but I don't love, I'm not self-sacrificing. My ministry is just a noise. And so, and that applies to all of us. You know, we can put on our show, we can put on our mask, and we can pretend it's all good, but we always got to do a heart checkup. How is my love walk? Let's go, let's go down to, uh, we're going, we're going to skip, we're going down to verse uh, 3 and 13. Those other scriptures, we're, we're moving along. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Let's go to verse 4. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy Love does not parade itself, and it is not puffed up. Verse 5, it does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. Verse 6, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Verse 8, say it with me, love never fails. And so as you look through this love portion in 1 Corinthians 13, it really has a lot to do with our relationships and our interactions with other people. And so this is where spiritual maturity really shows up, like we mentioned at the beginning. And so as we learn to grow in Christ, we really need, and what the Lord is asking us in growth is really not natural. This doesn't come easy. It's not automatic. It's not some people got it and some people don't. It's a matter of tapping into the Holy Spirit and saying, Lord, I want to grow. And I need your help to grow. Miss Jordan, she did a great Devo this morning talking about lifting weights. And, and sometimes when you're lifting heavy weights, you're like, I'm not sure I can do this by myself. I need a spotter. And so it's not that the spotter's got to lift all the weights, but the spotter has to be able to lift some of the weight so the other person can do it. And that's exactly what Jordan was saying and what this is implying to us, is let the Lord do the heavy lifting in relationships. Let him pour in grace and mercy and forgiveness and kindness and gentleness into our actions from our most intimate relationships in marriage and family and work and employees and customers. How many customers are great? You know, that can, that can really challenge you if you're working in customer service and working with people. They're just so much fun all the time, every one of them. And so it's, it can be real challenging. Working with parents with got their little blessing that never does anything wrong. And so it's, it's, it's amazing how we need the gift of the Holy Spirit to help us overcome our insufficiencies. 
We need the gift of the Holy Spirit to have supernatural relationships, to have the God quality working through us as we deal with people. The Bible says, put off some things and put on Christ. You know what Christ means? Broken down, it just means put on the anointing of God on your life. Rubbed on, smeared on, power of God. Woo, you need to say that again. Rubbed on, smeared on, power of God. And that's what we need, but it's a decision. Lord, I need to grow. I'm not perfect in relationships. I I wake up and I pretend I'm sleeping and I (laughs) want my wife to get up instead of me. And so it's just different things in our life where we realize we haven't arrived, and that is just a sign we got work to do, and God wants to help us work. Church, are you ready to grow? Yeah. Me too. Would you stand to your feet? You just bow your head and close your eyes, and if you're watching online, I just invite you to participate in this moment. This is a real holy moment where we make a decision to receive Jesus Christ and begin a relationship with Him and allows Him to put His super on our natural. It can be born again. It can be rededicated. New commitment to Christ. Fresh. And on the count of three, if you're in this place and you just want to reconnect, give your life to Christ, on three, raise your hand. Receive Him. And that's the beginning of this relationship that changes our life. How can how we can grow? That's the beginning of growth. One, today's the day. It's the perfect day to receive him, to rededicate. Two, don't let emotions talk you out of this moment. Three, raise your hand in this place. Yes, 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 yes. Awesome. Those of you watching online, yes. Pastor Starling is going to lead us in a prayer. And let's just all pray it together. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in this room. Church, would you pray with me for those who want to make Jesus number one? Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you. I thank you. For the blood of Jesus. For the blood of Jesus. That forgives me. That forgives today, me. Today. Today. Where I've fallen short. Where I've fallen short. Of your best. Of your best. And I ask that you would be. And I ask that you would not be. Only savior, not only Savior. But Lord of my life. But Lord of my life. Completely in charge. Completely in charge. I give it all. I give it all. To you. To you. The old me. The old me. Is passed away. Is passed away. All has become new. All has become new. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.